Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Unshot.net. Episode 67. How clean is your school? Some of you might remember a reality TV show called How Clean Is Your House? It was a programme where two women, Aggie and Kim, don't worry, I, I, I have to Google their names too, went into people's houses and spent most of their time shaming them about how dirty their houses were. Now, I don't think I ever watched a full episode, but if the clips of the show taught me anything, they seemed to express extreme rage and shock in every scene. And I'm sure if they arrived into most primary schools in Ireland, they would faint. Some of you might wonder why Irish primary schools tend to be tidy, but rarely could you say they are clean. And the answer to that is that the government provides not a single cent specifically for cleaning staff. So if I were the Minister for Education, I would ensure that cleaning staff were contracted and paid directly by the Department of Education. Hello, hello, you are welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education. This is Simon Lewis from Unshod.net. For those of you who are new to this show, firstly, you're very welcome. And secondly, I have to wonder, why is it an episode about cleaning that caught your interest? But to be perfectly honest, as a school leader, I'm also not really that surprised. Because one of the most common things I've had to deal with in school is the very topic of cleaning. And as a teacher, it was one of the things that we talked about in any of the schools I've ever worked in. The most, in in, in most cases, we talked a lot about cleaning. Why is my classroom only mopped once a week? The toilets are filthy. Is there any way we could get more hours for the cleaner? Is there any way we can pay the cleaner more? Is there any way the cleaner could clean more for less? No, actually, I made the last up. I made made up the last question, but that's that's kind of the question a politician might ask. Uh, but anyway, um, the government provide no funding whatsoever for cleaning staff specifically. Some of you, including myself, might have assumed that cleaners were paid by the Department of Education's bottomless pit, which is also known as the ancillary grant. Uh, which is a very low sum of money that's supposed to cover your cost of a secretary and a caretaker, and never, never actually does. However, even though it doesn't cover either of the secretary or the caretaker completely, it isn't actually intended to be spent on cleaning staff. Cleaning staff actually are paid or must be paid or should be paid from, um, um, well, actually there isn't a specific grant for cleaning staff. Yes, one can buy cleaning equipment from the ancillary grant, I think, but one cannot actually hire cleaners from the ancillary grant. Therefore, all schools generally have to pay it from the capitation grant, which is supposed to be used for utility bills and children's resources and so on. So in some respects, the Department of Education pretty much don't believe that schools need cleaners because they don't provide any assistance whatsoever for them. Now, most schools work around the department's lack of reality by hiring a caretaker come cleaner or they simply have to ignore the grant structures. However, given that the department don't provide any specific money for cleaners, the amount of money that schools have to provide cleaning staff is minimal.
because it's coming from the capitation grant, which is supposed to be used for lots and lots and lots of other things. And when I say minimal, I mean really minimal. I've been in a situation where I've built up a school from zero, scratch. Basically, on the very, very first day, I had eight pupils. And I'm now at over 400 pupils a number of years on. So I really have a pretty decent view of how schools of different sizes, because my school has been every size it can be, from a one-teacher school to a full 16-classroom school. Um, and I, I think I have a fairly good idea of how schools of different sizes cope in terms of cleaning. Um, if that makes sense, do you know what I mean? So I also um, have spoken to lots of teachers and parents, principals and cleaners, and uh, to get a bit of you know, anecdotal evidence. And it's just the same thing over and over and over again, particularly in light of the recent enhanced COVID grant, which was paid to schools. Now, if you're listening to this in the distant future, back in to, uh, to 2020, 2021, probably 2022 and 2023, I don't know when this COVID thing is ever going to go away. I'm recording this at the near the end of 2021. Um, the Department of Education supplied an extra grant, a COVID cleaning grant uh, to schools, which was an enhanced amount of um, money to pay for cleaners. And uh, here's uh, some of the responses that people uh, gave to me when I asked. First one, we had a cleaner for 16 hours. This is before COVID. Now we have a second cleaner doing 12 hours. So 28 hours in total. It makes a massive difference to the school. So the COVID grant has made that difference. Next uh, response was, two cleaners do seven hours per day between them. Before COVID, it was five. The tabletops are now cleaned daily, along with all touch points. No one wants to go back to grimy desktops, according to another uh, principal. Third response, we had a cleaner for five hours a week. That's all we could afford. It was blocked into a two hour and a three hour block. The size of our school takes three hours to clean properly. With the COVID grant, we have someone for three hours a day, and that's how it should be. I don't know what we're going to do post-grant. We have three cleaners. This is the next response. They work every evening for three and a half hours. We then have the day cleaning. This is shared between two cleaners and is three hours, all touch points and toilets. Cleaners may also do extra if after schools or evening activities take place. It's busy and they are phenomenal. It's another response. Um, Pre-COVID-19, this is somebody else, contract cleaners were awful. Five hours a day, 13 classrooms, four set rooms, 31 toilets, hall and two offices. The school was just always grimy. Now we have an excellent local company, same hours, sparkling school, the same company looks after our daily touchpoint cleaning. So that's someone who had a, a different experience maybe. And finally, uh, somebody who just simply responded when I asked, how did they cope uh, pre-COVID and how did they, uh, what do we do uh, post-COVID and how are our cleaners? What, what can we talk about our cleaners? Uh, they responded with three words. They are saints, which is fair enough. However, as averse as I am to repeating myself, as averse as I am to repeating myself, sorry, I, I couldn't resist doing that. This episode is basically going to have the same conclusion as previous episodes I've done on caretakers and secretaries, which you're very welcome to listen back to. Cleaning staff should simply be paid directly by the Department of Education. It's as simple as that. Our ancillary staff are the only positions in the school that aren't paid directly by the Department of Education. Schools are given a completely inadequate grant to pay for them and it's nowhere near enough to cover their cost, even at minimum wage. And by doing this, 
It alleviates any responsibility whatsoever from the department to pay these people properly or to give them any employment rights, the ones that they really just deserve. There's no, I mean, I'm kind of weird, though, they just deserve it. No, I mean, it's a bare minimum the Department of Education should be doing. The Department of Education pay me, they pay teachers, they pay SNAs. But for some reason, when it comes to incredibly important staff, uh, such as caretakers and secretaries, they don't. They give a grant to the school's board of management, which doesn't cover their costs, and they don't give them any employment rights whatsoever. And for anyone working in a school, we all know how important ancillary staff are. I mean, again, can you remember the last time your cleaner was out for more than a day or two? It's like very much like the same as the caretaker in the secretary. It's one of those jobs that sometimes people only notice when they're not in. When it comes to cleaners, the consequences can be that a classroom might not be cleaned properly for two weeks, as most schools can only afford a cleaner to clean a classroom once a week. However, the solution for cleaners is possibly slightly more simple than it is for caretakers and secretaries because, because the thing is, the solution already exists and it's already a ready-made industry. And that industry is called contract cleaning. Rather than schools trying to employ cleaners, it makes much more sense that a local cleaning contractor could apply to clean clusters of schools and the contract would be awarded by the Department of Education for a certain amount of time and that would be that. All supplies would be provided and managed by the cleaning companies and there would be standard process to go through when there were any issues. So like this happens in most other reasonably sized companies where cleaning is outsourced to contract companies and schools should be no different. Contracts should be rewarded every number of years and local companies could compete to get those contracts. It would create loads of uh, local employment and because contract companies can offer employment in a variety of settings, schools could just be one of those options. So you wouldn't necessarily have to be working in a school every day. You might be sent to a company, a different company, or you know, someone from a company might come to a school and so on. You, it just, that's, I mean, it makes absolute sense. There'd be variety in a little bit of the work as well, which is, um, which is also a plus. It also has the added advantage that if a cleaner is out for one day, then a contract company have the ability to offer substitute cleaners uh, for a day or two that the cleaner is out. And contract cleaning companies also offer training and they can buy cleaning products much more cheaply than individual schools can. And it takes away the management of cleaning from schools and the bill is centrally organised and paid for by the Department of Education. I mean, to me, it's an even bigger no-brainer than the secretary or caretaker. For a cleaner, it gives job security, employment rights and a living wage. And for contract companies, it gives regular income and the opportunity for employing people at a different time of the day given school hours. For the staff and pupil, it gives them a hygienic work environment. And for the government, well, I don't know what it gives them exactly, but maybe that's why it hasn't already happened. However, it absolutely should. The current system, while it might be nice, is extremely expensive and nobody is paid to manage it. Having a central procurement system would not only be good for the local community as it would create jobs in local communities, it would also be much more cost effective. However, some of you might have noticed that cleaning hasn't been the biggest topic of conversation in your school lately especially if you're listening during the COVID-19 pandemic. And this is interesting to me because I've noticed it, um, that, you know, people 
aren't talking about cleaning that much during the COVID-19 pandemic at all. You, do, you rarely hear it being brought up. And this is because the department gave what they called an enhanced grant for cleaning to all schools. And this allowed schools to offer more hours for cleaning staff. The interesting thing about this is almost everybody that I've spoken to has said that for the very, very first time, they feel that their school is now reasonably clean. Or, for the first time, their school isn't dirty. The enhanced grant really is the bare minimum grant that a school should be given if, you know, if the idea of centralised contract cleaning isn't going to happen to ensure schools have enough to keep their schools clean. I can tell you now, there isn't a single school in the country that didn't use that grant because it was absolutely necessary. And I haven't heard a single principal say that they'll be okay when that grant is removed. To be honest, I don't know what schools are going to do when this grant is pulled, and it will be pulled, I can imagine. And at the very minimum, this grant really needs to remain in place. But ideally, the centralised contract cleaner is really where things should go. As I said, this is going to be one of those extremely short episodes, less than 15 minutes, uh, probably enough for a very short run or a quick weekend stroll. But, you know, ultimately, when there's nothing more to be said, there's nothing more to be said. And ultimately, I suppose, all I can say is if I were the Minister for Education, I would be outsourcing cleaning to contract cleaners and I would pay them directly. So there you have it, another extremely short episode. I suppose when you've very little to say on something, you know, I could pad it out with, I don't know, the history of cleaning in schools, but I don't think many people would be interested in that. Ultimately, I think what people are interested in um, are, you know, what, how, I mean, for me really is the fact I was interested in the fact that the Department of Education don't actually have a specific grant for cleaning staff. I find that incredibly interesting and, and quite shocking, to be honest with you. Um, I also think, um, you know, the, the, the actual change in terms of what the COVID grant has given to schools in terms of cleaning, that, that schools are no longer dirty. And the fact that they had been dirty before COVID was shocking in itself. And I don't know if I was shocked enough. I mean, I suppose you become immune to shock um, and all that. But I think the, the big thing would be, and it'll be interesting, I, I think maybe whenever the pandemic kind of comes to a close or whenever decisions are made around that, that I think this COVID cleaning grant is going to be removed. And how are schools going to reduce the hours uh, back to the days when schools were dirty? I, I just think it's going to be very, very difficult. And I don't know how schools are going to be able to afford uh, to replace um, you know, this this cap- this enhanced grant or the cleaners that they got with this enhanced grant. How can we go back to those days? Look, it, it, that's probably for another time and maybe another episode in the future. But uh, for now, I, I mean, I think the current system obviously doesn't work either, that schools have to directly employ cleaners uh, haphazardly. And really, contract cleaning is, is, is the answer. It, it's, a, it's a ready-made industry. It works in all areas of the public sector except schools. So ultimately, I think that's really the way we should go. And now is the time to really have that conversation, particularly with the COVID grant uh, in place, especially when it's probably going to be removed. Look, I suppose they're my final thoughts on it just uh, as, as, a, as an extra. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, as short as it was, um, I release uh, these episodes every week. 
uh, usually on a Friday around 5.59 uh, because that's traditionally when Department of Education circulars were coming out. Uh, I may change that. However, if you do subscribe to the podcast, I often drop them a little earlier uh, for your listening pleasure or displeasure, whatever. Uh, you might you might listen to this uh, to get really cross um, or make your blood boil um, or you may listen to it to put you to sleep at night. Who knows uh, what people do with podcasts these days. Um, if you uh, found this by accident, you can find the podcast on any of the podcasting platforms whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or any of the rest of them and uh, you can uh, do that by finding looking for onshot.net or by searching for If I Were the Minister for Education. I'd really appreciate you uh, subscribing or reviewing the podcast um, and, um, that, and that way it'll help other people find the podcast more easily. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again next week. All the best. Bye bye.